a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we changed the name of the show from the Million Dollar Plan to the Pete the Planner Show. Look, you have a few too many meetings, that's what happens. Uh, This week's guest on the Pete the Planner Show is Anne. I believe she was the... uh, Episode nine, if I if I think back, so we're on episode like ten. Nicole, what episode are we on? Like a thousand? What episode are we on? We are on episode two twenty five. Okay, so I believe Anne was the uh, episode nine from so one of the very first episodes. I was uh, much younger, had more hair, I weighed more though. Hi, Anne, welcome back to the program. Hi, thanks for having me back. Oh my gosh, was that right? Episode nine? Is that what you were on? That's right. It was. Maybe back in 2014 no, or 2015. Really? It was a while ago. Who even knows? What was going on in your life then? Like, what? Why did oh. you come on originally? You were bored, right? No. Why did you originally come on? What was on, going on in your life? I think we were just beginning to budget, and I just had a lot of kind of beginner level finance questions for you. You gave me a whole to do list. Basically, told me amp up my retirement savings, which I've been doing. So okay. I've been following all of your homework assignments very diligently. And now we have kind of a new set of questions because our life situation has changed a little bit over the past uh, few years. I love it. All right. So uh, new problems. And, and here's, what, here's my guess, because I, I haven't looked at your stuff too much today. Uh, my guess is what you're about to tell me. These are going to be good problems, but problems nonetheless. Yeah. Is that where you're at? <clears throat> these are the problems where most people listening are going to roll their yeah. eyes and play their little violin. And, you know, it's, it's definitely first world problems yeah. for sure. But you know um, what? I, but they are, they're questions on the left, so. And we get some feedback from time to time. People are like, have real people on. Well, here's what happens. And, and, and I'm not taking credit for this, but we have real people on. They do what we ask, then they come back, and their problems have turned from problems to good problems, and then we fix those good problems. So, and you didn't have the, the best problems in the world back in 2014 or whenever you came on. There were some issues, right? I think so. I think we just, we were in our late 20s then, my husband and I, and we just weren't really sure about the whole investing thing. And we were putting way too little in retirement and just didn't really have a clear direction. So you had helped us kind of narrow that down. And um, But what's happened over the past few years, just to bring you up to speed, is we've been listening to all of your podcasts about lifestyle inflation and really uh. taking that to heart. So our income has increased a lot. My income is actually tripled over the past couple of years. My husband's has gone up a little bit too, but our expenses have stayed almost exactly the same, even though we've had a baby and added daycare costs to the mix. Um, and we've gotten better and better with budgeting, thanks to all of your resources. And the new you know, problem, and of course they put that in quotes, is we have about 100000 extra in our budget each year to save or invest. Okay. And I'm wondering how to best use that money. You know what? What's funny is this is the exact column I wrote for USA Today earlier this week, but the circumstances were a little different. The person had $240,000 to invest, a lump sum, but gave me no other information. I didn't know how old the person was, whether the things they had going on. And, and so that was a tough one to answer. And this one, 
will be much easier to answer and I give you a more specific answer. So that is $100,000, $8,333 a month in excess of what you're already investing and putting away, correct? No, no, no. Total investing, not in excess. That okay. would be a very great problem to have. Oh, I mean, this that, yeah. kind of all of our okay. saving, investing buckets together. So, uh, all right, all sorts of questions here. Do you know, do you remember about how much you had in retirement savings the first time you came on the show? Do you remember that? Probably 50 or 60,000. Okay, and how much do you have now? 160. Okay, so you have $100,000 more from the last time we talked, which is a lot of great budgeting. And, and I would assume most of that is, is what we call qualified retirement money. Is that right? Yeah, it's like TSP money, IRA money, um, solo 401k money. Okay. And so, but going forward, you can, it sounds to me like you can pretty easily max out both you and your husband. You can max out your uh, company sponsored retirement plan, or in your case, maybe it sounds like a solo 401k. You, you can do that, right? Yes. So that's the, the current game plan. And I think I'm on the right track with that. I used to think that we should focus on paying down our mortgage. We also have a rental property that has a mortgage oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But I've been thinking more and more about taxes, and the higher tax bracket you get into, it seems like any strategy you can use to save money on taxes is a good thing. So that leads me to things like maxing out the husband's TSP account and maxing our IRAs, which some of that we've been doing. We're just trying to kind of amp it up and not just do that as like, oh, I guess this is the right thing to do, but just really make sure that that's the best use of our money. And um, we've also been putting more money into our state 529 plan because, awesome. I mean, I don't know why I didn't know this before, but I just realized that you can save money on state taxes doing that. I just had no idea of that before. So Just depending on where you live. And I think you disclosed on the last show about where you live. I know where you live, which sounds so creepy. Nicole, how creepy was that just now? Was it super creepy? I mean, just, I wasn't going to say anything. It but. felt really stinking <laughs> creepy. But, and I happen to know, we follow each other on social media, right? I kind of, I kind of, man, that even yeah. got creepier. What in the hell is going on? Very sorry. We live, we're in Virginia outside right. of Washington, D.C., okay. not too close to God, the city, so but uh, I'd say about half of our neighbors commute into the city, so the cost of living is still fairly high in our town. I, Tell me, and I'm going to be presumptuous here. I feel like what you value from our conversations, I feel like you value flexibility and options that you can set yourself up to have a bevy of options later. Is that true or am I misrepresenting your feelings? Absolutely. Having freedom is really important to me. And just knowing that, you know, as I fall asleep at night, that I don't have to worry about money, that everything's set having everything automated, like, you know, this much is getting saved into this account and this much is getting saved into this account, just takes all the headache out of my life just to have that all organized and, and nice and neat. So I have a, a lot of people uh, I've dealt with over the years, back when I was a financial advisor and even in this capacity, which I don't even know what I am. I'm a media personality. That's, oh God. Um, <laughs> that are exactly like you, that, that ha have set themselves up with some really good decisions. And you're able to, because of the, the peace you find from that, you're able to take risks with your career, which then allow you to triple your income. And you find yourself in this, man, I, I hope we don't wake up. Like uh, someone pinch me because things are going pretty well right now. But what we have to be mm -hmm. careful of is that we don't create a scenario in which 
you have financial flexibility, but no career flexibility. We cannot have a plan that is based on you making the level of money you're making now or uh, an increasing amount of money at the same pace you've increased your income over the last couple of years. So I think really what this is about is this is sort of an NFL player problem. Okay. So whenever I used to deal with professional football players, the question is always, how many years will you be earning this amount of money? And so I put that to you, Ann. you are straight killing it right now. How many years do you think you'll be able to earn what you are earning right now? I have no idea. And that uncertainty as a like small business owner, consultant, that is what does keep me up at night, right? to be honest, because things are going really well right now. But I don't know if that's going to last until I'm 65. I mean, hopefully that'll last another five years. But I feel like I have to change my consulting strategy a little bit each year to keep attracting the right projects and, you know, just keep adapting all the time. So that's why I'm really trying to do some good investments, financial investments now so that if my income decreases a lot in the future, you know, the sky falls and everything just goes crazy, that if we have to back things down and not max out these accounts, that that's okay because, you know, the earlier money is the, the better money anyway, so that it's kind of okay for our family if we have to decrease our savings later. Yeah, I, I've got some daunting words for you here, and I'm, I pre-apologize, which is, that, yeah, it's still an apology. Um, from a small business perspective, as the owner of a small business, if you're not growing, you are dying. If you are staying the same say, size, you are losing market share, right? I mean, that's that horrible reality that, that's true. And if you keep your head, you can take advantage of. But it also, in a situation like yours, um, and you know this, you're a smart person. I mean, I, what I told you is not news, right? You understand if your business is not mm-hmm. gaining market share, you're losing market share, right? But here's the challenge. Um, mm-hmm. We can't get to this point where, and I had a good friend tell me this once. He, he ran a business f- f- all his entire career. And I asked him one day, what's the most his business ever made in a year? And he said $10 million, 10 million bucks, which is like a 1994 or something. And I said, dude, that's incredible. How did you feel when you realized that year the, co- the business revenue was $10 million? He said it was the worst moment of my career. And I was like, what? Well, I'm about to learn something. And, and the reason why is because he said, it's in that moment I realized we have to do it again, right? It was one of those things that's like, wow, we just made $10 million and wow, years and years of work to get this done. And then you realize in order to keep the business afloat, because you take on people, you take on resources, you have to do it again. And so that really speaks to this lifestyle creep idea that, that you are purposefully trying to avoid lifestyle creep uh, by making good decisions. What we can't do, Anne, is we can't back you into a corner. So let's say, what, what are you making now? Like 250? Like how much are you making a year? Uh, last year was 210, and then the husband is in the 60s. The low 60s? Uh, 210. Yeah, let's and see. rental income. So last year was 285 for uh, our household. So you at 210. We cannot find ourselves in a position in which the only way you succeed from a financial goal perspective is if you consistently make 210. I think Mm -hmm. you will not like the pressure that eventually comes with that. Do you think you can accomplish your financial goals without making 210? Yeah, I have. So I'm a data person, so I have, you know, a lot of spreadsheets (laughs) (laughs) and 
when I do some, you know, household budgeting estimations, I usually base them off of making 150, okay. which a lot of things would have to go wrong to make that much less money. But, you know, it's possible. Who knows? Um, so I, I try to be a little bit more on the conservative side with with doing some estimations. I think that's also, and this is total gut feeling here, I think why you have felt compelled to pay off your house is because if you're budgeting for 150, 160 and you're making 210, then you eliminate an obligation. That extra money feels like gravy and it doesn't require you to make that money again. Is, is that the thought process there? Yeah, just the psychological win that would come with not having a mortgage would be oh, huge because any work I did would just be bonus money. I mean, it, it would hardly even matter how much I made if you don't have a mortgage. So you are, uh, again, intelligent person. Uh, I'm guessing your investment risk tolerance is decent. I mean, you're not jamming stuff in a mattress. You are putting money into the investment markets, correct? Yep, we're all in index funds and about 90% stocks, 10% bonds. And so if you're a data person and you live in the world of spreadsheets, that do you ever, do you ever when you're speaking, because I know you're out there consulting and things, do you ever uh, add emphasis on uh, different parts of the word spreadsheet? Because it's usually spreadsheet. Do you ever say spreadsheet? Do you ever say that? I haven't, but I'm going to have to start. I have a workshop next week, and I'm going to throw that in. You should totally. It's like when people say industry. <laughs> Have you ever heard anyone say that? It, it just like uh, just now. <laughs> it's, no, oh my! You really have never heard anyone say that. Like I feel like it's, I've been in so many uh, meetings where someone's like, in this industry, and I'm like, what? 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 It's industry. Um, anyway, Nicole, I'm off the rails today. I didn't have. I did. I guess what I had for lunch. You have vegetables again. Vegetables. You had nothing but vegetables. And do you know about the vegetables? Oh I God. do. Your workout plan has inspired me to actually work out a couple of times. Yeah, a couple. You know. <laughs> oh, check in. Today is day 86. Uh, 86 days of working out in a row. 86 days. Uh, That's great. I'm up to about two, so you've got me beat. You know, what you need to do is, is the sit-ups. I don't know. Okay, continuing. So here's what I think. I think you need to do a spreadsheet, uh, if you haven't already, of your mortgage, ex your, your mortgage expense, your mortgage interest amount versus an average rate of return you're earning on non-qualified investments. So, you know, are you with me or do I need to explain this further? Uh, non-qualified just meaning anything that has tax savings. Uh, that right? does not is have that what tax savings. Non-qualified is, non is non-retirement, non-tax savings. So uh, okay. qualified is retirement, is, is your, your TSP and your solo 401k. Non-qualified would be something like a robo-advisor and just a, a, a regular brokerage account, something like that, or stocks or bonds that are not in retirement accounts. So what we're trying to do is, let's say you put $1,000 a month uh, to get your mortgage to go down faster. So you need to do a spreadsheet showing how much interest that saves you. And then you also need to look at $1,000 a month growing at, pick your interest rate, 7.5%. And what you'll find is growing your money at seven and a half percent versus paying down a mortgage that's only costing you what three percent something like that. Yeah, we have a three percent. We have a six percent. Ooh, ooh. Oh, that's I right. Know. Cause I know. It, ooh. Look at you making me go ooh. Uh, I know that bad. rhymed. Um, six percent. What? Yep. What's happening? Is that on the rental or on your current property? 
It's on the rental. We bought it in 2007, so you can imagine. Is it? You were upside down on that, right? uh, We were. We are not now. I think we bought it for 160. It's probably valued around 130 now, and we owe. 50 some still on oh, it jeez now my thoughts are changing oh my gosh what's i know happen? i know exactly that's that's the kind of trade-off i've been thinking about and we have the money in our savings account to just write a nah. check and pay it off but i'm trying to be disciplined i don't like and that. know that even if that's six percent we could still get a little bit more if we just invest that money <sighs> well how much so what, what, do you, math, what do you get what's your payment yeah what's your um your minimum pay, i mean your payment basically for that mortgage um, around 1100 And what's the cash flow? What sort of rent payment are you getting? Around 1000 So it's mm. it's not cash flow positive. I mean, there's a mathematical or technical answer here, and I actually don't know what it is without running it. Uh, however, this is a psychological question. I, I'm actually feeling like a run at paying off that mortgage could be interesting. Mm-hmm. My Christmas present to my husband was 20,000 towards the Wait, principal you, you because he really up, wants it paid off. Did you wrap up $20,000 in a, in a package? No, because we don't have the money in the mattress. Uh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> but I, I wrapped that? up a piece of paper, you know, with the, the statement on it. That That is so romantic. I'm getting the vapors. That is. <laughs> you can see where our priorities are. Yeah. Was he like, oh, wow, I got you a blouse. I mean, was it one of yeah. those, like, um, I got you a picture frame with the word love on it, and you're like, I got you 20 grand. We've been married a while, so, you know, that's just how gifts kind of get after you've been married that long. What do you get your kid? Like, uh, bearer bonds? Like, what's the baby get? <laughs> one stuffed animal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love this. I know. I know. I'm a horrible mother. No, 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 no. You know what? I think everyone's a horrible... Everyone's a horrible mother. Or everyone's a great mother. That there's really no in between, because no one knows what they're doing, and so you just do what you do, and it works. Like you know what I mean? Like that's correct. Uh, yeah. Well, kids get so many gifts from extended family, right. which is great. So there's, you know, they've got plenty of toys to play with. It's not like you have to really overdo it for them to have a good holiday. We've now moved into parenting tips on this show. Um, you know what I noticed? I was watching an episode of Pete the Planner TV because uh, actually. Last night, uh, in my living room, my wife walks downstairs. She's like, why are you watching yourself? And I'm like, well, first of all, you've known me for 21 years. I'm a narcissist. Number two, just checking the products, see what's out there. Nicole, I touch my face too much during the show. I got to stop touching my face. Yeah, you, uh, you get a little touchy. Do you ever watch the show, Anne, or do you listen? I have. I have watched it a few times, but I mostly listen, you know, in the car or on the plane. I got to quit touching my face. Maybe we could put that, like, bitter apple spray oh, on my yes. hands. Like or I'm it's a, like how we have to get a cough button. There can just be a weird noise. That or what if I got a collar like a dog so I couldn't touch my face? What an interesting turn this Let's, has taken. Oh, I'm sorry. Ann, back to you. Okay. And you're a pro. You've been on the show, so you just it's, it's okay. And I... It's okay. I think you max out your 401k or your TSP, your solo 401k. So that takes you to what? About 40,000 bucks. Yeah. So the solo 401k, you can contribute as the employee and the employer. So yeah. the employer side, you know, it's based on profits. That's a little variable, but I'm planning to max that out. It'll be 30 some thousand, I think, 
each year. And then how much do you have in savings savings? A lot. Yeah, probably too much. So that's something I'd love to get your feedback on too. About 80000 But yeah. that's checking and savings across a few different accounts. And then you're not getting much of a tax break right now. I just touched my face. Sorry. You you, I'm sorry. You're, uh, you're not getting much of a tax break, I assume, on the mortgage on the rental property, right? Or are you? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that there would be a tax reason really to keep that mortgage. Isn't that changing in 2018 anyway? No one knows. No one knows the answer to that. Actually, someone does, just not me. Um, look, I, I think you go through a concerted effort with cash flow, not with savings, with cash flow to uh, get out from under that mortgage uh, over the next 18 months or so. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. And then I would use the cash flow to build back up uh, or then you know, invest for the future. This is interesting because then you've got an asset worth, uh, you think, what do you think it's worth now? 130, you said? I think 130. And one reason too, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening are thinking, oh, why, do, why don't they just sell it? Well, we might move back into it. It might oh, be our great. retirement home someday. We've actually thought about moving there in the next couple of years too. So it's, it's in a really nice area. It's in a nice college town. And, uh, you know, we're not planning to sell it just so people know. It's, it's a, a unit that we're hanging on to for the long term. I can't tell you, Anne, how badly I want to touch my face right now. I like that's all I can think Don't about. Do it. Touching my face, like everything itches on it. The more you think about it, the more you'll want to touch it. Did I was I like in poison oak or ivy this morning? <laughs> I don't know. Because all I can, my face is burning, like that scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark where the guy's face melts <laughs> off. Did you go fishing or something? No, I, I, I would be much happier. Instead, yeah. I've had vegetables. Um, and I, this is fascinating. Your your financial life is so flexible, and I think it gains flexibility by using your income to pay off the rental property mortgage at 6%. That is my recommendation. I think you should do it, but I think you should do it with your income as opposed to your savings, which people are gonna say, well, that mathematically is stupid, which it is mathematically stupid because your savings is earning nothing and you're paying 6% on the loan, but I, I just don't like a small business owner to go cash poor to pay off a house. I just don't think that makes sense. So how much in our savings account do you think we should have for our kind of income and expenses? Do you think 80000 is right? Does that sound too high? Does that sound too low? Probably a hair high. I mean, uh, I think your three months naturally with what your living expenses are is probably, what, 30000 bucks or something like that? I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spend about 6000 a month. Okay. So there's 18000 bucks. Um, as a business owner, I mean, you're a solopreneur, right? Is there anyone else involved with mm-hmm. your consultant? No, just you? No, I do have some travel expenses here and there. Yeah. You know, so I've, I want to build in a small buffer for that, but it's yeah. not like I need, you know, tens of thousands. You probably have built in twenty to $30,000 too much in savings that could probably be used elsewhere. Um, okay. Which, if you haven't already, and, and I, I think your income's too much to be, you know, putting a lot in, in individual retirement accounts. Um, I mean, if you're not already maxing out your 529 benefit for the state tax credit, I would consider doing that. Um, and then we I would, started that now. Yeah. So, and then, uh, do you have any non-qualified accounts? Do you have any non-retirement investment accounts right now? We have one, and it has 
a whopping $5,000 in it. Uh, we just started that last year. Is that like through, a, what's it through? Can you tell me what it's through? Uh, it's through Vanguard and it's just, it's just called like a brokerage account and it's just, you know, no tax advantages, but yeah. it's all invested in the stock market. And what's, uh, what's that account number? I'm just kidding. Um, I would probably, I did not touch my face though. I would probably over time move $20,000 or so, 20 to $30,000 over to that account. Okay. Um, and Look, I hate market timing. Like, I think it's a bad idea to like, well, I'll wait till the market falls. However, if you are so moved to think that the market is overvalued right now and it's going crazy, we were recording this on uh, January 31st, then, and I would tell you, um, maybe wait until it pulls back a little bit before you move that over there. I don't think it really matters. If you're one of those people, cause you're so tied into Washington that you think the economy is going to crash or something like that, then I would hold off. But, uh, Otherwise, I'd probably systematically over a six-month period move twenty to thirty thousand dollars of your savings into a non-qualified investment such as that Vanguard account. Okay, that's what I would do. How bad Deal. do you want to touch Sounds your? Like face? A good plan. Do you want to touch your face? No. I've been sitting here touching my face now that you mentioned it. I like can't stop. Oh my god! <laughs> I wonder how many people listening right now of our ten listeners. I wonder. Everybody. Everyone's just like I can't stop touching my face anything else i can help you with um okay so this is where i'm gonna lose points oh we good do not i do not have life insurance yet the application is in process it actually takes a while to to do all that more time than i was expecting yeah and i was wondering how much is appropriate in our situation because i know you usually say 10 times your income which should be 2 million yeah. in my situation but we do not live off right that Two hundred thousand for our expenses. I'd probably say a mill for you, seven fifty to a mill for Mr. Ann. What are you getting? Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I mean, is that is that what you, you applied for, or do you know what you applied for? That's what we applied for. They haven't given us the exact quotes yet. I'm waiting on the you know the physical, and it, it just takes a long time. Did you tell them that you've worked out the last two days? Uh, I might have exaggerated that a little bit. How often do you work out? Oh, the, the fact that uh, you did not work out the last two days or you've exaggerated on the application that you work out more than that. The second one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends what you count as working out. I walk every day. I do yoga almost every day, but that's not like, I don't run marathons. Well, here's the thing. Like, you go to your doctor, you go to a doctor and you're like, how many alcoholic beverages do you consume in a week? And then like, you look at it and you're like, what, uh, th three? Three. Three, and they're like, oh, okay, well, that's good. And then you're in the back of your mind, like, if I gave them the real answer, do they like, what do they do? Do I have to mm -hmm. like sign my- They mark something in your file, like bad patient. Oh, 90. I mean, yeah. Uh, I lie on stuff too. Okay. So get that. You about a million, I'll be fine. Uh, anything else? You good? Well, if you're not the million dollar day podcast anymore, are you still giving out million dollar days? Because I would love to know. Oh why. yeah. I guess we could do your million dollar day. I'll, I'll do this live on the air here. Hold on. Oh, I got to reach over and- Grab a laptop. Uh, that was laptop with a Y in the front. Okay, so let me pull it up here. Uh, I really like the million dollar plan name. I'm gonna have to go through a little bit of grieving now. I don't know. I mean, Nicole, here's the thing. I'm just gonna tell you. Our radio show's getting syndicated. Have I announced this, Nicole? Have I told anyone this? No, I don't think. And you were the first the to know. I don't yet. know if I'm supposed to. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, and don't tell anybody. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, so our show's getting syndicated, so we have to make little changes here or there. That means more people will have Peter in their life. Okay, hold on. Uh, can I find the million dollar day generator? Uh, uh, and do you have the number? Here's the numbers I need. The amount of money in your long-term savings is what I need. And then I also need the amount each month you're putting towards that. So 160 right now, and then the current game plan is to put in, I think, maxing all of our tax advantage accounts would be 80-some thousand this year, but then maybe a little bit more to the taxable account. All right, we're going to go know. with $80,000 a year going towards okay. that. That's six hundred. Yeah, whatever that is divided by twelve. Six thousand six hundred and sixty-six dollars and sixty-seven cents a month. Your million-dollar right. day is the day before my birthday, uh, November twenty-eighth, twenty twenty-four. November twenty-eighth, twenty twenty-four. That is six years from now. Uh, you will be a millionaire. Great. And if you kept that up, I mean, how old are you right now? Thirty-two. I just touched my. 32, uh, let's say you keep it up for another 30 years, which, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces there. You'd have $11.6 million uh, at age 62. That doesn't suck. No, that's probably a lot more than we need to live off of. Yeah, but... Assuming I, the mortgage is paid off. And not that this is the point of this particular show, this, this, this Pete the Planner show, as they call it. Uh, but then that's when you can really have some fun, not by going to like the Panama Canal every week, uh, but more of let your money support your community and, 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 uh, play to your interests and, in, in really compelling ways. Like I, I think that's the ultimate flexibility is yeah, so much money. Let's figure out a plan to divest yourself of it and, and make a big impact, a lasting impact on your community. And I, that's the dream, right? I, I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I consult mostly the foundations, and I have definitely thought about starting a small one. I think you only need 50000 to get started, so that could be a lot of fun. Only fifty k. Let me reach into a birthday gift that I'm getting my husband, and I could, I could get my husband a Christmas present next year, or I could start a foundation. Uh, what do you call it? The, yeah. the Spreadsheet Foundation? Yep. That's, that's the name. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we're done. I think, is there anything I can, can I generate any more numbers for you? Can I touch my face? What, what are we going to do? As soon as we go off the air, Nicole, I'm just going to rub my face on the desk like a dog. What a visual. I'm sorry. What a visual. Uh, anything else from you, Ann? That's it. Thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it. Let's talk in another couple of years. You're going to have a bazillion dollars. Uh, I will still be touching my, what if the next time we talk, I have a dog collar on, like a collar of shame. Never mind. And thank you. Best of luck to you and Mr. Ann and uh, baby Ann as well. Thank you so much. Bye. That's it this week for the Pete the Planner Show. I mean, it is more natural just to call it the Pete the Planner Show. Nicole, I'm digging my suit today. It looks really good on camera. It does look really good on camera. All right. That's it for the... No one cares. I mean, I kind of care. Our 10 listeners care. Oh, man. So coming soon to you all over the place is the syndicated Pete the Planner radio show, but you get to hear it on podcast too. And I guess let's not forget, if I get syndicated, guess who else gets syndicated? Frank. 
millennial producer Nicole. All right, that's it for this week's show. Want to be on the show? Go to pizzaplanner.com slash podcast. That's it. I'm going to rub my face now. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. This is not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me E.T. or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I bring you love, trying greetings hey, from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home. Filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze. They call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, and beats I burn, I burn, I burn, This I adjourn, and beats I burn, I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?